Keeping America's farmers and ranchers informed on AOA. Now back to Mike Pearson. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AOA. As I mentioned, it is the first Wednesday of the month of April, which means it is time to check in for the monthly grind with our friends from the National Corn Growers Association. This week, we're going to be talking with Sarah McKay. She's the director of the market development team. Sarah, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And we also have Denny Vinacotter. He serves as the vice chair of the market development action team there at NCGA. And Denny, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Now, we'd like to talk about on the monthly grind where that corn goes after it comes off the farm and how can we grow new uses for that corn. And Sarah, sometimes when we get into exploring new uses, we've got to learn some new phrases. And the one that I'm curious about is the circular bioeconomy. What in the world does that mean? Great question, Mike. So when we talk about, let's first start with bioeconomy. And essentially that is substituting fossil carbon, so think petroleum, um, with bio-based carbon sources from um, agriculture and forestry. So that includes corn, algae, soy, wood chips, um, sugar cane, you name it. So that's what we mean when we say bioeconomy, think biomass, think corn. Um, and then when we talk about circular bioeconomy, that takes it one step further. Um, and is essentially just a framework for using these renewable um, carbon sources to, to manage our supply chains with the goal of achieving overall sustainability. Okay. All right. I think I get that, Sarah. Denny, I'm going to throw this to you worded a slightly different way, and you tell me if you agree with it. Circular bioeconomy from the farmer perspective, it's like us running our livestock, getting the manure, putting the manure on the corn, harvesting the corn, feeding the corn back to the livestock. Is that effectively what we're talking about? That's kind of pretty good. I mean, we just keep reusing it every day, you know, keep growing more of it and just keep it in a cycle. <laughs> That's that is the way to do it. Keep growing more of it. it's the name of the game. And so as we look, explore this circular bioeconomy and how how corn and other biomass fits into it. Sarah, I'm curious about the advanced bioeconomy leadership conference. I understand you and Denny had the chance to go. What is it? Yeah, so ABLC, um, so Advanced uh, Bioeconomy Leadership Conference, is a conference that's held twice a year by Biofuels Digest. Um, they hold the March one in uh, Washington, D.C., and it's a lot more policy-related. And then they hold the fall one in San Francisco, and that's a lot more heavy with the investors, with the industry folks, really uh, on the research and development side. So we've had a, a historical kind of record of attending and sponsoring this event, and in particular, a corn to chemicals summit. So Denny and I attended as well as um, with many of our, our industry partners. And we held a panel in particular on uh, a study that we commissioned around um, what a national incentive could look like and how does that resonate with the public. Denny, you're a farmer going to D.C. to talk about these policy issues. What was the conversation like? I mean, what, were they actually understanding the ag issues at the at the bottom of these things? Well, some of it is, you know, it's just like they're trying to find more renewable products. And I think corn is a great renewable feedstock for them to use. And we're just trying to work through that. And part of that is making sure they understand the details of the ag industry. Sarah, you mentioned the study that you had performed last year. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you were studying in that corn to chemicals uh, report? 
Yeah, so in the Corona Chemical Summit, we really focused, the panel focused on um, the morning consult results, which was a study aimed to really measure the public's perception around industrial biotechnology. So we talked about circular economies later, and industrial biotechnology is a way to get to those circular bioeconomies. So essentially using, think, corn for bio-based plastics, corn to replace petroleum chemicals. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about industrial biotechnology. Obviously, we can use other ag feedstocks as well, but our priority at National Corn is on the corn side. So we really <laughs> wanted to measure uh, their attitudes and percept perceptions and perspectives towards a state and national incentive to help facilitate the growth of this industrial biotechnology, i.e. using corn for bio-based products. Denny, I'm curious about your perspective here, the value of corn, sustainability as corn, uh, of corn rather in this industrial uh, environment. How important is this to you, the future of your operation, your farm on the ground there? Well, we, even at home here, we continue to improve our sustainability. I mean, I'm now using a, uh, a biological, reduced my nitrogen use by 20%. So it just continues to improve our, our sustainability efforts here on the farm. That is good to hear. I'm curious, Denny, also about the conversations with attendees at the ABLC conference. When you were talking to folks who weren't from the farm background and they heard that you were a producer of these products for the circular bioeconomy, what was the reception? Were most of them excited to learn more about our industry or were they kind of cold to what ag has to bring to the table? Well, what I was really amazed at was th these people, We how intelligent. <laughs> I mean, I should have paid more uh attention when I was in school in chemistry, how they can take a corn and break it down and just make so many different things out of it and how these, how these people are so intelligent and how they can come up with this stuff. That is such a great point. The ability to crack a corn kernel just the way we crack a barrel of crude oil to unlock all of these other potential chemistries inside is fascinating. And Sarah, of course, that's sort of the MDAT market development action team's roles, finding new uses for those corn, for that corn. And of course, the Consider Corn Challenge is one way you do that. Have we had the fourth Consider Corn Challenge launched as of yet, Sarah? So our fourth Consider Corn Challenge is actually going to launch um, very soon on April 17th and really exciting um, when it launches on Monday, April 17th, we have increased mm -hmm. the prize pool. So um, instead of $150,000 in prize money, um, Market Development Action Team has allocated up to $250,000 to help advance these technologies. And I think what's really exciting is that, you know, if we take some of the, the previous uh, consider corn challenge winners, you know, if they were to reach full commercialization with products available in the marketplace, you're almost exceeding 3 billion bushels of corn. So while we're not there yet, I think it speaks to a lot of the great opportunity and, and the winning success of these technologies that have been selected and facilitated by the consider corn challenge. And it's really a testament to the challenge's success that all 15 winners of our first three consider corn challenge challenges have been able to stay in production and kind of continue to reach towards commercialization. And that's something that, you know, back to what we were talking about at ABLC and on that corn to chemicals panel, people like our Consider Corn Challenge winners and these technologies can benefit from national incentives to help facilitate bio-based products and industrial biotechnology.
Sarah, you mentioned the ABLC, this industrial biotechnology. One of the headlines I continue to hear is sustainable aviation fuel. The idea that we're going to take crude oil or at least reduce the amount of crude oil in jet fuel and we're going to replace it with a bio-based alternative. How prominent was that conversation in D.C. at the ABLC? I would say uh, beyond our, our corn to chemicals summit, where we focus more on the product side, a lot of most most of the conversations were around sustainable aviation fuel. But the beauty of it is that as we get uh, more advanced in these new uses and these um, corn fractionation processes, it doesn't have to be uh, food versus feed versus sustainable aviation fuel versus bio-based products versus ethanol. It gets to be an and statement. It gets to be all of the above. And so as we're pursuing sustainable aviation fuel, we can also be working towards these new uses as well as um, continuing to support our current market demand, which is a really exciting um, story and something that, you know, Denny even got to share his perspective about how versatile that corn crop is. And, and he should give himself more credit there on the panel. I mean, he was able to really share and open people's eyes um, up to the sustainability of practices that are already happening on the farm today and and helping them realize too sometimes they want to go after stover for example as a as a feedstock and Denny was able to rein them in a little bit and say actually we really need that stover to stay you know on the um on the land and on the field to help you know capture water to help prevent erosion and so Denny I give you a lot of credit for really kind of reining them in on some of that and saying hey why don't you focus on the corn grain well, yeah, you talk about sustainable aviation fuel, and we continue to grow, just say our trend line yields. We end up with uh, like 300 extra million bushels of corn. You convert that into ethanol and then into sustainable aviation fuel. We can supply like 500 million gallon of SAF in, by the year, uh, in, in 20 years in that. So we just need to keep uh, finding new homes, new uses. For, for the corn that we continue to improve and grow. Absolutely. And you heard Sarah mention it, folks. Consider Corn Challenge will award a quarter of a million dollars in this latest challenge to help find those new uses for corn. Sarah, where can folks go to keep up with the Consider Corn Challenge when it launches? Absolutely. Um, they can look up uh, National Corn Growers Consider Corn Challenge at www.ncga.com slash considercornchallenge. Well, folks, this was April's monthly grind. We had that conversation with Sarah McKay, director of the market development team there at National Corn, and Denny Vinacotter, vice chair of the market development action team. Denny and Sarah, thank you both so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. And folks, stay with us. We'll talk with Dr. Pat Westhoff of Fat Free here when AOA returns. <laughs>